0: To the East West Grind podcast, I am your trusted host, Christine Silva. Welcome, one, welcome, all. All right, guys, how's it going? What's everyone up to? I hope everyone's well. California isn't burning at both ends anymore. Thank God it's emerging into the COVID-safe phase. I'm uh, beginning to open up in restaurants, 25, 30% capacity. Thank you, Speaker Pelosi, for getting your hair done in the salon recently. I see what you did there. And the hairdressers are back at work, which is also great news. Several of my family members are hairdressers, so they're back in business. New York has a handle on shit out there. But in the South and in the Midwest, they're seeing increases, and more deaths in COVID cases. Why? Because the governors in the South and in the Midwest didn't take the virus seriously, and they believed the president when he said it was a hoax. Well, look at you now, Southern governors. Look at your states and your poor constituents who trusted you in that this virus was no big deal. You misled your constituents, and there have been more lives lost because of that irresponsible leadership. And for that, you guys are the weakest links, and you must go. Two weeks, folks! Get those liars out of your states and vote in people who actually care about the lives of their own constituents, as well as the people of our country as a whole. Vote those greedy, selfish motherfuckers out! Today I want to talk about uh, fake news, guys, and what it really means, okay? Okay. And just because someone says something's fake news doesn't actually make it fake. So I'm going to tell you how I distinguish between what is real and what is Memorex. And I spoke to my producer over the past few days. We decided we're going to pump out as many episodes as we can that are focused on or around the election. Why? Because this election is some emergency broadcasting system shit. There have been over 40 million people who have submitted early and absentee ballots already, your favorite host, myself included. And I proudly cast my vote for sleepy Joe Biden and the future first woman president, in my opinion, Senator Kamala Harris. And friends, this is just unprecedented or never heard of before in the history of our country. To have a turnout of over 40 million people already having placed or cast their vote as of the recording of this globally recognized East-West Grind podcast, that's an astounding number. And that's taking into consideration that in 2016, the total number of votes collectively, or as a country, was somewhere in the neighborhood of 138 million. That's like close to 40% of the country that voted in 2016, have already cast their vote. And we're still two weeks out from the election. That's a lot of fucking people. And that tells me that Americans are like, fuck this shit, bring on Sleepy Joe. At least that's what I'm reading. And I I read a lot of things. I read conservative, I I read liberal, I read it all. So that's what I'm reading. And uh, famously, in the words of Trump, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So after this election is over, we'll then resume, you know, normal programming of shit talking, talking to essential workers and small business owners, talking with regular people and getting some sports update. But right now, y'all, here is where we're at. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. Also in this episode guys, I'm going to get into the weeds with the shenanigans going on in the retirement community to which my mother-in-law currently lives and some of the shit she tells me it's like an episode of Flavor of Love the New York seasons and I love it. Flavor! Flavor! And later on folks, I've got your very first asshole of the week for you. And this one's personal. It pisses me off. Why? Because I respect this asshole's mind, but he's got to get called out and he's got to fucking go. So let's jump into this shit, guys, and get her done. Shout out to my friend Hannah on that one. All right, fake news. So follow me into this Fox News conservative bubble. What are they saying? What are you hearing? All you hear is, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. Forgotten laptops, Burisma, Ukraine, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, this, that bullshit. How does this not smell like shit to any logical thinking person? What the fuck does anyone care about Hunter Biden? Is he running for president? No. Did he have a drug problem? Yes. Is he in recovery? Yes, for like hella years. And we just went over this shit in the last few episodes. You can come up from having drug issues. Look at the My Pillow guy. He's got a book. I think the name is like from crack hoe to CEO, some shit like that. And congrats, Mike Lindell. Way to work the American dream of achieving success. But we don't need people with addiction issues in public office. They are too much of a flight risk with the American taxpayer's dollar. Take the risk with your own money and your own businesses overseeing tax dollars? Hell no. And guess what, Fox News and Fox Bubble? What am I saying? I'm saying Hunter Biden is not running for president. Joe Biden is. That's how desperate you guys are. So get the fuck off my lawn with that bullshit. But let me break down this crazy Hunter Biden uh thing. Uh, let me break it down real quick, okay? So Just make sure you're sitting down for this, guys, because it's going to be really important. Rudy Giuliani comes out of the cuts with a broken laptop left at a random computer shop somewhere in America that obtains pornographic material of children, secret business deals with Russia and China, and it just so happened to land in Rudy Giuliani's lap. Giuliani then hands over that broken laptop to the New York Post, which you can find at any grocery store checkout, 7-Eleven, or Quickie Mart. Holy shit! And we're supposed to believe that and start a federal investigation into some crackpot story. Didn't you hear? Didn't you just hear that? We're in an episode of Matlock. This is our federal government, man. What are we doing wasting time with gossip and shit? Think back in your memory's history. How many years has the Fox bubble been telling us Hillary Clinton's going to jail? How many years? Where's she at? She's at home, being a grandma, living the dream, out there in the woods of Chippewa, or however you pronounce that part of the great state New York, which is where she lives. But I think she spent like 40 plus years in government in some capacity. And for like the last 20 plus of those past years, And ironically, after she entered the political realm outside of a First Lady role, the GOP and Fox have been up her ass saying she's crooked, she's a murderer, she's going to prison. For what? Because she's got bigger balls than most of the men in politics? Yes. And some viewers just keep falling for it, for the lies. Why? And no, it's not the deep state that have been protecting her or covering her, covering for her over the years, the deep state is a conspiracy too. Circa 1974, Bill Clinton won his first congressional race. If the Clintons were all these crazy criminals going back to Arkansas when he first got elected, why didn't one of the four Republican presidents who have presided over the country Since the Clintons entered politics, why didn't they lock them up over the years? We've had Nixon, Ford, Bush, Bush Jr. All Republican presidents could have got them. no? No. And I'll tell you why. Because it's all bullshit and gossip. Right-wing media convinced America that a multi-millionaire grandma had a child porn trafficking ring going on in the basement of a pizza joint. Say that out loud so you can hear just how outlandish it sounds. Does anyone in the world that is listening to this podcast know any grandmother who sells kids on the regular? I'm going to bet the farm and say, hell no. Nobody has or knows a grandma that does little kids like that. And if you do, what kind of grandma did you have? My grandma was a saint. She was strict, but she was a saint. And if you have or know a grandma like that, you are defined as an outlier as you are 1 or 0.001% of the global population, my friend. It is rich old white men or drug dealers that pimp out or sell human beings. It is not old ladies. And I know you're thinking about it, but please don't send me that email defending that Pizzagate or QAnon shit. The FBI has defined that Q thing as an extremist group, domestic extremists. Look it up. The FBI under Trump. And by the way, most people are against human trafficking and pedophiles. You guys ain't doing anything special by buying shirts and masks that say Q all over them. In theory, I'm with you. I'm a mother too. But listen to this real quick. It is an honor to be here um... Yeah. as a young man uh, raised and, and, and brought up in the public school system I pledge my allegiance to that flag every single day and the honor maybe one of the greatest honors in my life today is to be here uh, and leverage the work that that I've done as testimony that may in some way benefit this nation that I love who was that, you ask? That was Ashton Kutcher on the floor in front of Congress in 2017 as the co-founder of Thorn. What is Thorn? Thorn is an internet platform designed to catch these human trafficking rings and who coincidentally is working with the FBI to take down human trafficking rings all over the world. And it's working. That is what Hollywood elite is doing for humanity. Ashton Kutcher is an A list actor. This is what real Hollywood elites are doing. Check out LeBron James and Lady Gaga, little Steph Curry. See what they're doing for their communities. Then come talk to me. If I see one more post or article from some made up Uncle Sam's Misguided Children news organization, and I say that with air quotes, but one more of these made up shits like about how Tom Hanks and Ellen and Oprah are all in this pedophile club selling babies and drinking blood. I'm going to lose my shit. These guys give back. How many houses and cars has Oprah and Ellen given away over the decades in public life? How many schools and communities has the guy from Splash helped and funded, eh? And now they sell kids and drink their blood. How do you make that leap with no proof? Come on, you guys. It doesn't make logical sense, nor does it have the ring of truth. Think about it. Level up. And yeah, I'm with you. Let's, I, I say, let's save the children. I'm with you. I got kids. I'm with it. Multiple news sources today reported that over 530 children being held in cages at the border, at the U.S. border, we cannot reunite with their families. Because there was no record of who their parents are, where are you cue people after this, or it's okay because Wimpy did it, whatever. Okay, so back to the presidency. Trump's having a ton of rallies, which kind of seems odd for a seventy-four-year-old man who'd been diagnosed, hospitalized, and released from the hospital in less than well, like a week and some change after having the vid. That sounds sketchy to me, but. Anyways, at these rallies, you, you know, get the feeling of it's like a show or a concert and not even a calming concert, like a Barbra Streisand type. No, no, you get the full on Def Leppard, Eddie Murphy twofer experience. I feel like I'm waiting for monster trucks to start, you know, rolling on too. And, and that's kind of crazy because he's the president, not the undertaker at a WWE event. So I'm appealing to all my listeners in the U.S. and abroad. I read your shit too, Ireland. Top of the morning to you. Thanks for the props out there, my friends. I appreciate you. But in the United States, would one of my fellow Americans please email me at info at eastwestgrind.com. That is info at eastwestgrind.com. And please tell me, when have you ever seen or witnessed a president Going back, Franklin D. Roosevelt, because I'm sure that's as far back as, you know, the oldest generation, the baby boomers who are still ripping and running through life. But I'm sure that's as far back as they can remember in terms of presidents. And for the record, for all the baby boomers who are still ripping and running out there, God fucking bless you guys. Keep on trucking. But let's get back to FDR and Truman. Truman. Then Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush one, Clinton, and then Bush two, and then Obama. Which one of those presidents have ever got up in front of the American people and tried to do the Bernie or the robot? The answer is none. And why is that appealing to some In the leader of the most powerful country in the world. On a global stage. It is embarrassing. Just embarrassing. Feels good to get that shit off my chest. All right, so fake news. Here's what I'd like to say to my listeners on the left and my MAGA family and friends and listeners on the right. And you don't have to believe me. I hope you don't. I hope you do fact check me. But here I'm simply explaining the critical thinking skills and methods that I use when I make a decision on if something is true or false. And I don't mean to toot my own horn here. Maybe I do. But I called Senator Harris as the VP pick the minute she dropped out. She was way too powerful uh, to drop out that early in the game. Uh, So good chess move, Vice President Biden. Okay, so here's the meat and potatoes. Trump's been saying for uh, the past four or five years that all the media and journalists are fake, except for Fox News, Alex Jones, and Limbaugh. And lately, he's really been, you know, marketing or pushing the OWN network. And OWN, that's like a kickback, by the way. What do I mean? Remember when President Trump sat in the Oval Office with a can of Goya beans? That's a kickback. He's getting money from Goya to promote, in the, the White House, the Goya beans. He does nothing unless there's something in it for him. And that is history that cannot be erased. The articles and everything are there. But just because Trump says that the mainstream media is fake doesn't actually make them fake. The news that the mainstream media is reporting is definitely not favorable to the president and his administration, But that's not the fault of the mainstream media. That is due to the behaviors the president and his administration attempt to get away with. How many people in the Trump administration have gone to prison or been indicted or been fired? It's like in the 20s or 30s. A wise man once said... I'm sorry, but he knew about our getting hit on three big machines in a row and he did nothing about it. That means either he was in on it, or forgive me for saying this, he was too dumb to see what was going on. Either way, I cannot have a man like that working here. And to explain away the outrage the American people, and the world for that matter, outrage that they have for this administration, that Fox echo chamber would have us believe that liberals have a disease called TDS. Trump derangement syndrome. An evangelical cousin I used to have, he he told me that I had it. And I hate to be the bitch bearer of bad news here, folks, but that shit, that TDS, that's not a real thing. It's something that fucker Carlson and Hannity made up as an explanation for why the vast majority of Americans disagree with President Trump. Now everyone on the left has this imaginary disease, and that right there, folks, that is the epitome of fake news. Because that shit, it's just a name. People on the right call, people on the left. Similar to Snowflake. Pick up a DSM book and look it up. Nothing. Nathan. Nada. Nowhere to be found. Why? Because it's made up shit. And here's the major focus of fake news that I want to talk about, the major example. Let's use COVID, the vid. In November and December of last year, 2019, CNN and MSNBC, all the major news sources across the globe and the science community, were warning their viewers and the president of what was going on in China from their global journalistic partners and that the virus was headed our way if we didn't get in there and handle it. Now let's take a step back. We had a pandemic team in place for just such an emergency. And it was assembled by the Obama administration. The Trump administration dismantled the pandemic team in 2018. In 2017, President Trump was warned, like a week before he took office, that our country failed a pandemic simulation test, and he still dismantled it. Why? Why would he do that? when experts were warning him of what was to come, so we need to prepare for it. And I beg you guys to please fact check that at least. But anyways, Trump and Fox continued to hammer away in their viewers' minds that those news outlets that were reporting of what was going on in China, they were fake news and the commentators and the reporters were just being babies and that there was nothing to worry about. It was A hoax," he said, time and time again. And this is their new hoax. But you know, we did something that's been pretty amazing. We're 15 people in this massive country, and because of the fact that we went early, we went early. We could have had a lot more than that. But circling back with this simulation we're on, MSNBC, CNN. Let's take these networks out of the mix for this fake news exercise, okay? And for the record. Trump and company, they go after CNN because they are one of the most respected news sources in the world. That's globally. Has CNN made mistakes in the past with their reporting? Yes. Do they retract mistakes in reporting immediately after they discover it? Yes. Does CNN own their shit when they are wrong? Yes, they do. That is called journalistic integrity. So please, my young friend Ryan out there in Colorado, I don't want to hear any more about a settlement CNN had to pay a 15-year-old kid for defamation. CNN fucked up. They settled. We both agree with the outcome. Come at me with something new. Because when we talk about CNN, that's all you seem to bring up or have. And that is lahame. And a bit of a backstory on my friend out there in Colorado. We get into some really heated text uh, message debates at times. Sometimes we talk, you know, more shit than we should to each other. But we always end our political discussion with respect. And that is why I continue to get into it with him. You have no idea how many fuck you bitch emails I get or just straight up fake news. That's it. That's in the subject line and that's in the body of the email. It's kind of funny. And by the way, my friend out there in Colorado... As much as you hammer away at CNN, we could talk about, and I think we probably have, but the multi-million dollar lawsuits Fox has paid to dozens of women for sexual harassment and discrimination just in the last five to seven years, and how Fox has fired several top commentators and shows over these charges. They even made a movie about it. It's called Bombshell. You should check it out. The culture and character that the Fox organization operates on does not reflect their motto or their mission of fair and balanced within their own four walls or in their shows. And that clown over there at Fox, Jesse Waters, recently said, because I listened to him too and I heard it on XM when I was driving home from work, but he recently said that Senator Harris was raised. In Canada. No, she wasn't. Waters World. She was raised in Oakland, you lion ass liar. But with the culture towards women and their culture of blatant lies over there at Fox, what kind of news does one think they're gonna be getting when they listen? It doesn't make sense, does it, to any of you? But really think about this for a second, okay? Taking CNN, NBC, NBC Fox, take them all out of the mix. Let's use ABC, CBS, NBC. These news outlets have been around since the inception of television. Would you agree? We mentioned that in a previous episode. Washington Post, New York Times, both been around for over 150 years. And are we to believe that because Trump, who, by the way, has regularly been on the cover of all the rag mags of the 70s and 80s, like the National Enquirer, the Sun, the Globe, the New York Post. That's not news, guys. That's gossip and outlandish claims in those magazines. That's like aliens took me to space and they got my brain and, you know, they probed my butt to get information, They stole my memory, Sir, that didn't happen. You got some bad shit. You were on a bad trip. Go to sleep. Those rag mags are in the grocery store lines, and that shit is fake ass shit. How many years has Fox been telling you Hillary's going to jail? She's never went to jail, and not because she's a part of some dark, deep state, but because she's not a criminal. That's why she's never going to jail. But Fox keeps its viewers drooling and hanging in the balance, just waiting and waiting and waiting. Those viewers are still waiting and years have gone by. Look in the mirror. You're 25, 30 years older. She's at the park right now, probably swinging one of her grandkids like a normal grandma. And how many people in Trump's direct circle have gone to jail? It's in the tens. Trump either has terrible selection process qualifications for his team or, while Fox News and Trump would have you believe that the news sources and people, the likes of Dan Rather and Ted Koppel, are fake journalists. Why? Why are they fake? Because he says so, the guy from the Inquirer, anyone older than 40, knows how respected Dan Rather and Ted Koppel are. Your parents and grandparents watched those guys growing up. I know I did. Channels would go off at like 11 o'clock. But all of a sudden, the same networks with the same standards for reporting and reporters, if not having higher standards uh, in the age of of technology, but they too now have been bitten by the fake news bug. That too just logically makes no fucking sense. Why would these respected journalists... Of the past two generations put their respected legacies on the line just to make up shit about Trump and Fox and the whole administration. Mr. Trump has been conning people his whole life. The credible information to verify that is out there, and the articles that re- report those cons are decades old. That is his character. This is what he does and always has done. My memory of the past is my memory. I remember reading those articles. And let me ask my listeners and who are everyday schmoes, just like myself, how's life? How's the lives of your families? Is it better because of the Trump presidency? I see people on Twitter like, yeah, we're going to get another Supreme Court justice. We're winning. How does that justice pick help put food on your table? How's that justice make any difference in your day-to-day life? It doesn't. The rich are gaining billions under Trump, and the poor are struggling more. You think Trump got you a tax cut? My wife and I got seventy a $70 tax cut last year and the year before, and our health insurance premiums went up $80 that same year. That's a negative $10. You can't tell me that's just happening to us either. I'm just asking you to think. And for months, Trump, Fox, and Owen, and all those right-wing conspiracy theorists have been telling their viewers that Biden doesn't know what day it is. He's in a basement with a blanket on his lap, hiding. That is such bullshit. Sleepy Joe, just three weeks ago, was filmed by Fox on a 10-speed, riding on an incline with a mask on, being a smartass to those Fox bobbleheads throwing questions at him as he rolled by looking like Lance Armstrong. Can Trump still ride a bike? I say no. He's just a shit talker. And to the guy who hit me on Twitter that I should respect the presidency? Bullshit, Tom. I respect the office of the presidency and any elected office seat. But that person who sits in those seats, Tom, they must earn my respect. Isn't that fair? Because respect isn't given, it's earned. But how do we know Trump probably can't get on a bike like Biden? Because Trump can barely stand up at the podium and catch his breath between sentences at his rallies. Look at him standing there, just like the leaning tower of Pisa, all like, (sighs) into the mic. And now for the last few weeks leading up to the debates, Trump's out on the own, he's out on the Fox talking about how the Democrats are pumping Biden full of drugs so he can prepare for these debates. What? Does anyone actually believe that shit? Biden's the one all pumped full of drugs, just bloated and sweaty all over the place because he's morbidly obese and he can't catch his breath. Oh, okay. Sure. It's Biden. Okay, now my method to sniff out a solid truth in reporting or information uh, to find an answer. It's very simple. I use this analogy several times in the past, but imagine your doctor says, hey, you're going to have to have heart surgery. Do you just shrug your shoulders and say, oh, okay, when? Or do you say, okay, who is this team that's going to open up my chest and stop my heart to fix it? Because it's not just one person doing that shit, right? That's a coordinated effort. But do you just accept who your doctor sends you to? Or do you start to research these doctors? You know these nurses, their credentials, where they went to school. Even the doctor, you know, because you know the the nurses follow his lead. But do you research the doc, the doctor's credentials of like where he went to school, how long he's been doing open heart, uh, what's their success, what's his success rate? I mean, most people do that type of research on the people or persons responsible for the for their lives in their surgeries. The same principles you apply in investigating those surgical teams applies in your news sources, right? If I'm reading an article, I want to know where that author went to school. What's their credentials? Are they writing for tabloids? Then why would I believe shit like that? If you're writing, if you've been to Stanford and you got a journalistic degree and whatever, yeah, okay, I'm going to value you and I'm going to kind of follow you a little bit more and find out more about you to find out if you're credible. And if there's an article written by like an Uncle Sam's Misguided Children versus an article written by an ABC? Why would anybody value the opinion or the reporting of a site with the name like Miss, uh, Uncle Sam's Misguided Children? It's telling you in the title. It's fucking sending you in the wrong direction. ABC. Remember, we're not talking about CNN, MSNBC, Fox. We're not talking about any of them right now. We're talking about ABC, NBC, and CBS. That's all I'm going to talk about with fake news, guys. And, you know, you got something to add or ask me, please email me at info at eastwestgrind.com. That is info at eastwestgrind.com. All right, guys, and real quick before I slide into the asshole of the week segment and the adventures in the retirement community where Mother D lives, I want to address this whole Gavin Newsom bullshit that people are sharing on social media about how Governor Newsom is acting like a dictator uh because of some memo he sent out about Thanksgiving and the holidays and family gatherings and you know my young friend uh, in Colorado texts me to enjoy dictatorship. I've gotten emails and DMs uh with people calling me a commie or a communist and they're signing it, you know, Trump 2020 bitch, whatever. And I'm looking at my computer like, what the fuck? Do you guys even know what a communist country is? A, what's wrong with your memory, folks? California, the most populated state at 40 plus million, has been in shelter in place for nine months. We've been asked to distance from our families, our extended families, and our friends to contain the spread of the vid. My aunt has been locked up in her house So she doesn't catch it. She's in her seventies and a large part of California have been, you know, kept close with their bubble of who they're around. They've been visiting families through like Zoom or at the parks or on lawns. I mean, that's what shelter in place is. Newsom's holiday plan doesn't reflect a dictatorship. It's relaxing the shelter in place order to bring those extended family bubbles back together as the virus is starting to get contained. You don't just open the gates and say, all right, everybody back to normal. It's a transition back into normalcy, which was you want to go see your aunt or your grandma or your friends go anytime you want. That is what we're used to. That is freedom. That is not a dictatorship. But I want to ask that question again. Do you guys know what a dictatorship is? Yes. No. Okay, check this out. Let's go on this little adventure again, you know, real quick. There are countries run under dictatorships and countries run under democracies. Now I'll take you on a chain of events that has happened over the past four years, which can easily be verified with the Google search and a fact checker like Snopes or factcheck.org. And it involves their current president of the United States and his homeboys. Why are we going to take this journey? Because the way these recent chain of events have played out over the past 4 years, it appears our country may be headed into uncharted waters. And I made a video about this a couple of years back, uh as as what Trump was doing fell in lockstep with dictators. And you don't just turn a country from democracy into dictatorship. It's a process of changing the culture slowly over the say four or five years the same way jim jones convinced hundreds of people to willfully force their children to drink poison in the name of god i might add and jim jones had convinced his cult or followers that he in fact was a prophet of god you guys follow me where i'm going here if what it looks like is happening is in fact happening we have to take a look at that and ask ourselves What the fuck is happening? So communist countries, they're run by dictators. One man tells everyone what to do. And that's the law. Kings, kind of. Communist countries use their military to police their citizens. Democracies use police to keep the peace. And no democratic leader I know is asking to abolish the police department. That's out there. It's not real. That's just dumb and a talking point drilled into Fox viewers' minds by their gossip queens, Hannity, Carlson. Military personnel are trained killers. They have to be. If they have to go to war, it's them or the other guy, right? Police or police officers are trained to kill as a last resort and not when someone's running away or subdued on the ground, or at least that's how it's supposed to be. Oscar Grant, Trayvon Martin, George Floyd. Americans love and respect our police officers, but we can all agree that just like in every other job, there's continued training and accountability for the positions they hold, right? I had to take annual sexual harassment training and classes when I worked for corporate as a refresher or training for any laws that had changed or been implemented. Simple training. And the same principles apply to all industries, police included, right? Because that's an industry, police officers. All right. So who are the top dogs on team dictators? In China, we have Xi Jinping. Saudi Arabia has the Saudi prince. Benjamin Netanyahu is in Israel. Vladimir Putin in Russia. And little Kim out there in North Korea, Kim Jong-un. There are more, you know, of course, dictators, but these are like the heavy hitters. These countries do not have free press, which means these guys tell their news sources what to tell their citizens. These dictators also go directly to their citizens to convey their message. And if the journalists in those countries get out of line in those dictator countries, if they get out of line and report scandals or corruption, Look up Jamal Khashoggi. That's what happens when journalists go rogue and ask hard questions or expose corruption in a dictatorship nation. Jamal Khashoggi. Look him up. Press reporting wrongdoing of a nation's leadership doesn't make that reporting fake. It's just reporting on what's going on. And China, Russia, Saudi Arabia, North Korea, Israel— All dictators, all facts, all do not want their dirt exposed. Now on team democracy, Canada's got uh, Justin Trudeau. France has Emmanuel Macron. Germany has Angela Merkel. And Mexico has a pretty new president, uh, President Andres. These countries are democracies and have a free and fair press. So where does America sit? Where's America in all this? Historically, America leads democracy. Everyone knows the phrase, leader of the free world, that is us. Democracies are supposed to represent freedom for everybody, within reason, of course, because we have laws. But here's what I don't understand, and I want to remind my listeners of. Over the past four years, President Trump has created a very contentious relationship with our democratic allies. And over those same four years, the president of the United States has had meetings with most, if not all of these communist dictators I've just mentioned in private without a representative of our country and on several occasions why why wasn't the American government and media the American media allowed in those meetings with the other country's government and media of the dictators they were allowed in those medias those governments were allowed in these meetings it was just president trump and that is it representing america does that sound shady? It does to me. What deals were made? And why wasn't that information allowed to be preserved for the history of our country's recordings? Like everything else in our country's history has been recorded, good and bad, but it's been preserved. Why not those meetings? Justin Trudeau recently turned down an invitation to the White House. That is not good the leader of one of America's allies, turns down an invitation to the White House? That represents beef. What is going on? These democratic nations are our friends. Why don't they want to meet with us? And from the way this shit is unfolded, it appears President Trump is attempting to steer America out of democracies and as the leader of the free world and realign our country with dictatorships. And guess what? If that's happening, Trump is a freshman in a school full of seniors. What goes on in those countries, those dictatorship countries, is not good. Google Otto Warmbier. This kid I will never forget. I followed his story from the day North Korea imprisoned him to the day his parents got him back. But let me tell you a little bit about Otto. He was an American student, who went abroad just a few years back to North Korea on one of those high school trips, you know how they travel around the world or whatever, auto-damaged property by jumping up and tearing down a poster of Kim Jong-un. You may be thinking, like, what's the big deal? It's just a poster. The big deal is, in democratic countries, when a teenager damages something or shoplifts and gets caught, you go to juvie, your parents have to pay restitution, and you get your ass beat when you get home. But the big deal comes here, not in a dictatorship nation. Nope, Otto Warmbier got sentenced to like 15 years hard labor for tearing down that poster. And after they tortured him for a few years, leaving him a vegetable and costing their healthcare systems millions of dollars to keep him alive, little Kim, the guy who sends beautiful love letters to President Trump. I was really being tough and so was he. And we would go back and forth. And then we fell in love. Okay? No, really. He wrote me beautiful letters. And they're great letters. We fell in love. Kim agreed to send Otto home. Otto came off that plane, in a hospital bed, on life support. And two days later, his parents let him go. He had no quality of life. That's what happens in these countries run by communist dictators if you fuck up. That's not who we are. That's not how we've led our nation. It's not the example America has set for other developing democratic nations. How many people in my generation did some dumb shit when they were teenagers, like broke a window or damaged property? You cool with the restitution your parents had to pay and the ass whooping you got? Or does 15 years hard labor sound good? I'm cool with the ass whooping. I got it plenty of times. So why is an American president hanging out with dictators. My friend Sue once used this analogy when we were talking about this one time. Imagine you have neighbors on the right side of your house that you get along with and neighbors on the left side of your house that you do not get along with. Both neighbors go on vacation. The house on the left with the asshole neighbor, their house gets robbed. You peek out the curtain and you see their house getting ransacked and taken over. You're like, oh shit, look, Stan's house is getting robbed. Fuck him, he's an asshole. And you close the curtains. Same scenario for the house on the right. These neighbors you're cool with, they're on vacation, their house is getting robbed. You peek out the curtain and you see it. And as friends of your neighbor, you're like, oh shit, that's my girl Tanya's house getting robbed. You call the cops right away get your other neighbors on the horn and you're like, get some bats. Some people are in Tanya's garage. How's this tie in? Trump is fucking with the wrong people in a game. He knows nothing about getting in bed with these dictators. If we continue to distance ourselves from our American allies and trust the dictators of of the world, that leaves America vulnerable to our enemies. I wouldn't want Canada, or Mexico to close the curtain in the event we've gotten in bed with the wrong people and who could potentially band together and take down the leader of the free world, America. Democracies are fragile and you don't align with dictators if you want to stay a free nation. They're not free. Look at what happened in Italy and Brazil their citizens unknowingly elected dictators disguised as presidents for democracy this is really important segment that i wanted to bring to the attention of uh, my listeners and feels really good getting that part off my chest too because i've been paying attention to this for several years and just kind of watching the norms of america being eroded by this administration those are facts Everything I've just said, you can Google search and find video news reporting from those times. All right. All right. On to the retirement community shenanigans. Uh, my mother-in-law is retired. Uh, she's moved from liberal Seattle to Lindsay Lohan Graham's neck of the woods out there in South Carolina. It's a nice upscale place, quiet. Mama D, uh, she's in her 80s. She takes very good care of herself. She eats right. She walks a lot. She doesn't have much of a filter anymore, which is fantastic. Well, we call her recently to check on her, uh, you know, see how things are going. She's got a story about the seniors across the, the street. I guess there's this bad boy retiree. He'd been You know, in and out of a few of the widow's houses on the sly. Imagine like an Arthur Fonzarelli type of guy, but retired. Well, I guess this Fonzie guy had been playing these girls against each other. Please rise. Now sit on it. The Fonz be with you. And also with you. Let us a a. And it all came to a head that day in the street. The widows were yelling at each other like, He's my man. He likes my cooking better. Names calling, it was some drama. Well, Mama D is peeking side-eyed out her window, waiting to see if these girls, who are also in their 80s, waiting to see if they're going to get down and fight in the middle of this five-mile-an-hour street. Five miles an hour. Well, I guess the community manager saw what was going on, came out, broke it up. Fonzie rode back to his house in his motorized scooter with one arm like, what, what did I, I was just hungry. And sir, Mr. Fonzarelli, this is a bad idea at any age. Making time with two ladies on the same street. You can't run around like you're Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon and grumpy old men, sir. You can't do that. Ladies will not take that shit. And ladies, good for you. Fight for your man. Keep on trucking. All right, guys, we've reached the much anticipated asshole of the week segment. And like I said earlier, this one's personal. It hurts. Jeffrey Tubin, stand up and collect your award, please. Jeffrey Tubin is a legal scholar, a journalist, an author, a CNN contributor. And last week, this 60 year old man thought he had exited a work Zoom meeting with coworkers. And whipped out his junk to enter another Zoom meeting. Mr. Tubin, what is wrong with you, sir? You ain't tech savvy, obviously. Jeffrey Tubin's been sidelined from CNN and is taking a leave of absence from The New Yorker to get his head straight or whatever. Yeah, they're, uh, they're getting your final paycheck together, dude, over there at uh, The New Yorker. You're about to get fired. And I say, well deserved. And for that reason alone, Jeffrey Tubin, you are a fucking asshole. And I say adios, my friend. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Thanks for always listening. See you next time. I got your back. Peace.